0: Hey, 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 this is Therese Skelly, and it's another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant podcast. And this is the first time I can say that I'm interviewing a family member. <laughs> and I'm so excited to bring you my beautiful niece, Mary Margaret Skelly. And so, Mary Margaret, I'm so glad you're here, honey.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And of course, I'm so dense. I fell into this profession. And then only after I started it did I realize. Oh, yeah. My Aunt Trace has been doing this for years and is an expert. And it's so truly oh, a yeah.
0: family business. <laughs> Yay. Yes. If, if um, your grandfather and my former father-in-law were alive, he could, he could give you the same grief that he used to give me about being a family wacko, right? Like we're, we're, we're now you have entered the realm of the wackos, right? Because we, we work in this world. With pride. With <laughs> pride. That's right. Anyway, yeah. So, so it's been really cool because obviously I've known Mary Margaret since her birth and to see you come into your professional career. And what, the reason I invited my Margaret is because she had a, I mean, this kid is so smart. I mean, like, she's like overachieving superhero kind of woman and reinvented, like pivoted. And I love what happens when women step up and go, on paper, this all looks really great, but on the inside, not so much. And so I'd love to highlight that because there's a lot of women that are in the same boat. And I think it's really easy to look at the outsides and say, God, something's wrong with me because I don't look like her. or I don't have that. And so I like to talk about the inside. And so I bring up the concept of how do you be fiercely brilliant in the world, doing your great work and do it in a way that is an alignment and not killing you basically. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So Mary Margaret Scali, tell us like what you do today and what you love about it. I work with women one-on-one and it, this is a good
1: exercise for me because I think the way I describe it is sort of morphed. And today, the best way I put it is that I'm a leadership business and creativity coach. And I added the creativity part because, uh-huh. you know, it's never just about career, especially now that we're realizing how holistic, you know, we are. And so women often come to me with one goal and then we realize the goal is is entirely different. But my goal in working with women is that they, they find and, and really thrive in the work that they individually
0: were meant to do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you started out as a recruiter, right? I did. And so tell us a little bit about, like, because, like, like, give us the contrast of the before. The yeah, before I spent, story. I was, yeah, <laughs> I spent 10 years in executive recruiting.
1: First in New York City, kind of doing Wall Street recruiting, and then in Silicon Valley. So kind of just see, you know, on opposite <laughs> coasts, tech and finance, and just like being a fly on the wall in some of the most... Oof. Really, you know, the word macho is coming to mind, you know, the most yeah. driven industries. And there was a lot that I liked about it. I mean, I, I like when people are, are doing their best and, yeah. and pursuing excellence. Like that, that part is really inspiring. Yeah. But, you know, it will be no surprise to you that th- there, was, there was a piece missing. And the only way that I can describe it is heart. <laughs> <And> Our... <laughs> that's no surprise, I think, to yeah. anyone. I mean, we yeah. see it in the headlines, you know, the decisions those industries are making. And so that, that weighed on me.
0: Yeah. So I know from knowing you, I know you also had some health problems, right? That, that's been a challenge for you. So how, how does a super driven, overachieving, smart as hell young woman work in a kind of a soulless industry with some health challenges? Like how, how did that go?
1: It's so interesting. Cause you're probably, you know, you're one of a handful of people in the world who really kind of saw that, that whole yeah. arc, you know, really yeah. from, from when I was a kid and, I had a few health problems, chronic autoimmune problems, but I sort of powered through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they hadn't gotten really bad in my late 20s, I might still be on that track. And mm-hmm. so in a way, it was a blessing. It didn't feel like that at the time. Mm-hmm. I had to, you know, move in with my dad, which, you know, that's not so bad. Yeah. But so He's a good one. <laughs> at the yeah. time, it was... Um, <laughs> I, you know, I really had to kind of jump off that track entirely and, and get healthy. And in so doing, you know, in learning how to eat right and take care of myself and rest, I really got to examine, you know, because there's certainly a physical part to all illnesses that we can't, you know, can't deny, whether it's genetic right. or environmental or whatever. But there's no question that the way that I was pursuing work and my life and my goals mm. was really contributing
0: let me ask you, because I would imagine like my, the, the only thing, and I can't even, it's not even comparable, but I was going to do, I, I have a master's degree and I was going to be a psychologist, right? So I was, I was in grad school and I was going to pursue Dr. Skelly and every <laughs> single thing in the universe conspired to, to go wrong, wrong. You know, like I blew up my knee, I was engaged, like every single thing was wrong. And I realized like, I need to get off that path, but I had so much shame. Like I literally was like, Oh my God. And my mother, my wise Irish mother was like, uh, you have a master's degree. Go make that work for you. So I'm wondering for you, that was a really hard, I couldn't, I didn't make the decision easily. So for you to back off and just goes, uncle, I'm surrendering to this. I can't do anything else. Did you ever battle either your inner voices or people outside of you going, you could do it. Come on.
1: You said it exactly right, I did feel a lot of shame, and it was more internal for me okay. I think especially because my family saw how sick I was yeah, that, that the yeah. feeling was just you know get better and be happy and they right. were they were very supportive but it was interesting when I when I did move home, I would make dinner for my dad every night mm-hmm. and I would take care of the dog just that's pretty much all I had you know on my, <laughs> on my calendar. Right, right. and it was really weird because I realized like I kind of like this caretaking side of me, like this nurturing <laughs> side. And I felt shame around that. Like and and because we're in such a binary world where it's mm, like you're right. either, you know, you're either this or that. I thought, okay, well, does this mean I don't know. Like, does this mean I should I be a nanny? Or, or yeah. what does this mean? <laughs> like that that's kind of the only right. way that I could think about right. it. And uh-huh. it wasn't until later that I realized that that's just part of, you know, the full expression of, of who you can be. You don't have to just be the, you know, the driven career woman, like these other parts um, can and and should be worked into your life, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be as black and white as I thought it did.
0: That's really nice. Beautiful. So, so then what happened? You stayed home, taking care of Chris and the dog. Yeah. (laughs) And how did you find this new career? Well, I first, I found this really
1: great smaller executive recruiting firm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And they, it was founded by two men who really had a lot of heart, mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a less intense environment, although I didn't know how to turn the intensity off. So I, yeah. I was sort of working <laughs> in the same way, but, 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 you know, just learning how to rein it in a little bit. And it was, it was really a great company, but I, I, I had at the same time started a kundalini yoga practice. Mm. And it, first of all, it really helped heal me physically, but also, uh, just made me aware that there were some other things that I wanted to do. And it it wasn't, it it wasn't a smooth path, but I took about a year off after I left that small firm Mm -hmm. and went into partnership with, uh, a former, um, or an executive coach from one of my former companies and we partnered for a while. I was still kind of working with the Silicon Valley clientele. Mm-hmm. And even though I liked the coaching part, I was like, this isn't inspiring me. Yeah. And I went to a, um, a business training weekend. It was through my yoga institute, but the head of it is a real businesswoman. And it was a small group of us, about 10 people. And I was sort of explaining my dilemma. And one of the people there said, why don't you just work with women? And I'd never given myself that permission, but as soon as she said it, I was like, yes. And and, and it's not that, I mean, listen, I, I would absolutely work with men as well. But I think if we're going to generalize and stereotype, women are more likely to trust their intuition. And instead of saying, where's your degree from? How many years of experience do you have? What are the results that you, how much money have you made people? Yeah. There's something about the intuitive part of the feminine side of all of us that says yeah. I want to work with that person. Cause there's something about their energy mm-hmm. and I know they've got some information mm-hmm. for me. And mm-hmm. ever since I made that decision, <laughs> yeah, that's you, what I yeah, sister, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know uh-huh. um, you know, for the last, that's what I've done for the last seven, eight months. And it's, it, as soon as I made that decision, it really took off.
0: Nice. So what, what, what do you see as some of the top challenges that your women have? Cause, cause you, you do, like empowerment, business, creativity. So like talk about what, what, what problems are your women showing up with?
1: People think that they have to lead a double life. Like Uh, they go to an office, Yeah. but then the spiritual side of them, it's like a hobby and something that they have to hide and that they have to have a paycheck and then have this earthly life. And that's like sort of rough. And then they can go home at night or on the weekends, go to yoga retreats and, they often come to me because they want to understand how to bridge it without, um, and no knock on yoga teachers, because we need them. And if that's your calling, it's the right thing. But I think there's this idea that, okay, well, I need to drop everything and go become a yoga teacher or some sort of spiritual healer, which many, you know, that again, that is some people's calling. But my invitation to many of these women is that, the way to serve is to be in some of these corporations, or, mm. or maybe you're called to start your own business or whatever it yeah, is, but yeah. that commerce and business is inherently spiritual and it's so it's to the benefit of everyone when wow. we, when we when we enter those
0: worlds. I just got all goosebumpy when you say <laughs> commerce and business <laughs> is are inherently spiritual. Right. Oh lordy. You know, I'm um, a few generations older than you, and so I often say, The women that I, of our time, couldn't receive, you know? Yes. And so the women you're working with, I'm assuming younger, do they struggle with that? Do they struggle with, uh, you know, it's good to make all this money. It's good to step up and own my value. So what do you see with the kind of more the demographic that you have?
1: Yeah. Well, I would actually, uh, women come to me from all ages. Okay. But- Yes. There's certainly the, the, uh, is it spiritual to be rich kind of question? Right. Yes, Mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, I will say too, uh, you have been doing this for years and you're Mm -hmm. such a pioneer. I mean, now I can go out on my website and, you know, speak from my heart and, you know, sound, I'm sure to some circles, like, you know, a new ager, but, but it's Mm -hmm. fine. And you, but you had to really, I'm sure it was so Mm -hmm. different, you know, 10, 20 years ago, even five years ago, even. Right. So I think there's more of an acceptance that, okay, somehow I can be more open about this. Like, for example, I worked with one woman who's a hospital administrator and thought, you know, she had to hide her spiritual life. And then she kind of tentatively right. suggested, Hey, I'd like to hold lunchtime meditation sessions." And the CEO of the hospital was like, I just came from a meditation retreat oh and gosh. it just like opened up yeah. this whole world of, you know, so these, these things are, um, people, I would say, um, there's more of an openness to, you know, we can, we can, it's okay. It's spiritual to be, to create prosperity. I would say what women still struggle with is the visibility and kind of like dating back to the witch hunt thing, like in the DNA. Like if I one hundred percent put myself out there, you know, and today it's, it's social media trolls, <laughs> you know, that's the witch hunt. <laughs> but I would say that's, that's what we work on. It's like, yeah. who am I to put myself out there? And what's going to happen if I do?
0: Yeah. So when I, when I started this body of work, I, I came out of all the griefs and all the death I had and I'm like fiercely here because, you know, the experience of a woman walking in the room going, is it okay? It, like, do I really get, I mean, you were working with some high power people and as a young petite, you're little, like you're adorable. And, <laughs> and sometimes women that are small and petite and attractive have like, you know, have I earned the right to be here basically? Did you ever encounter that?
1: Oh, it's one of the reasons I felt like I had to leave executive recruiting Wow, is because it was, um, I mean, I took to that job. I was very good, good at that job. Yeah, of course. Of and course. it didn't, you know, it, but every time you walk into a room, you're having to prove yourself. And it, yeah. listen, that's, that's important work. If women listening to this are out there doing that, thank you. But it's, it's tough.
0: So what did you do? I mean, I know you left, but you didn't leave right away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. How, did, how did that, because it'd be really easy to, and this is the cultural conditioning. This is, it doesn't matter your age, it's still there. So you're walking into, really? <laughs> well, go, I, you're I managed, yeah, I, I managed someone. He
1: had made a career change and he was, uh, you know, three decades older than me. And in this small boutique firm that I, I, I worked in, and we were kind of a partnership. And so mm-hmm. I would lead the search and, um, and, and manage him. And he would do some of the, the work kind of under under that. And so I'll never forget, we're working with the CEO of this client company and I, I kind of knew my stuff and, and right. at the update call was, was sharing it with him and he goes, okay, well, what does Mark think? Well, Mark has been in this business for five minutes. Yes. <laughs> and so, and, and, yes. and of course, Mark, after the call was like, I can't believe you had to put up with that. You know, and he was on my wow. side. But, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where you either think, all right, I'm going to dig in my heels and, and be a warrior for this. Or you know what? I don't need to deal with it. I'm going to go start my own thing. And I chose that, but there's no right or wrong answer. And I think we need people to do both.
0: Right. Right. But I also, I also want to have strategies if you are dealing with it, you yes. know what I mean? Because there's not, you were blessed that you had Mark, you know, that, 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 yes. that a man absolutely was like, wow hater you know and so so that's i think a lot of women get diminished because of the gender or the age or the experience whatever it is yes so, do you have any tips on while you were well i'm thinking wall street when you were in wall because yes. you were younger back then even so so how yeah. did you how did you stand up and say um you know the story, Smiley, i'm good enough I'm smart enough gosh darn it. people like me right like how, yes. did, you, how did you hold <laughs> on to yourself with this very masculine energy and this way of being that was probably antithetical to your soul actually. So how yeah, did you, how it did you was. power it was. up and do that?
1: That's such a good question. And I don't think I did it right because I put on the masculine armor, okay. but I will, I will say it was excellent training. I mean, if you want, oh, a, if yeah. you want to, if you want grit, you know, put yourself <laughs> in those rooms day in and day out. So if you're in that situation, it will absolutely serve you. Mm-hmm. And I would say a few things. I would say, you know, you can kind of give yourself a time limit in an industry or in a job and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for a while. And if things don't change, I'm going to move on or, or, you know, because we can control a lot, but we can't control everything about how yeah. people right. respond. But the other thing that I would say, and just a shameless plug for Kundalini Yoga, although there are so many other techniques that work well. What I would say is that we, we can be agile. Like you can put on your armor for that meeting, mm-hmm. and then you know you can go home and kind of decompress, and then you can mm-hmm. you know get into your more feminine side. And I would say, in fact, if you don't, over time you'll become you'll you're become sick. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But so if you're in that situation, it's a tremendous opportunity to um, to hone that kind of agility. Of all right, I have to be like I have to work with all the polarities here, and that's, that's actually quite a blessing
0: hmm I love that. I love that. Good for you. Good for you. So the first piece of work was fiercely here. And then I recently moved into, I want you to be fiercely brilliant, not just here. And that taps into the visibility piece, right? And I think that that's where I do a lot of work with the women on the fears. And you talked about the witch hunt and the DNA. <laughs> so, so how do you encourage women? Like, what, what do you do if somebody's like, but I'm a, who am I? I'm afraid, like whatever their voices in their head are. What, what kind of things do you give women to say, get it out there? Yeah,
1: I would say that part of it is getting out of your own way and understanding that there's something that wants to move through you. And yes, I actually have, yes. I, I have this thing called the Archetypal Woman Series. I edit it and it's profiles of women who have done this. And the reason I have that series is so we can look at example after yes, example of yes, a woman yes. who's done this. And listen, everyone's, you know, journey and path will be very different. But to see somebody who went off the beaten path, I think Mm -hmm. is inspiring. But what I would say is it's, it's very impersonal. And if you, if you can kind of hold that polarity, that of course it's personal. It's you, it's your face, it's your message. But if you can also say, look, I'm just, I'm a vessel for something that needs to Mm -hmm. come through. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, you know, and and you can even, you can talk to whoever you talk to, whatever guides or God you work with. And it's like listen, I'm showing up. So work through me, make me look good. Cause I'm, you know, I'm trying to, trying to do some good around here. So I think just, you know, um, realizing that it's not all you it's something moving through. You can take a lot of the pressure off.
0: I love that. Yes, I love that. Like, Hey, <laughs> move through me. What I say yes. is is I say, you know, somebody's out there praying for you. They really are like you yes. are somebody's solution. How dare you play small. Right. So I yes. love that. So Is there anything else that you, like like tenants you live by, um, just like, oh, I'm so passionate about this. You have to hear it today. And anything else like that, love that you want to share as we wrap up?
1: Well, I think like timing is everything. So I'll share something that's that's just come up for me this week, which is people really, really want to compartmentalize. And so they want to say like, this is my business. This is my health. This is my creative pursuit, you know, my family. Mm -hmm and I, you know I, as we're kind of awakening and consciousness is expanding which you know you don't have to be a, a mystic to realize that things right. are changing you know we, we are we're realizing again how holistic we are we see it in medicine and now and and so i think people want to sometimes people come to you know business coach or and, and it's like all right let's let's focus on my resume or how do we apply for this job? That kind of thing. And it's like, listen, we'll figure all that out, but let's take Mm -hmm. a step back and make sure we're moving in the right direction. (laughs) And so I, uh, one principle that I live by is, is, and again, you know, if, if my grandpa could hear us now, but I I think he'd come around, which is, you know, joy and pleasure are so fundamental. And I, I'm not saying that you're going to love everything you have to do in life, even the best jobs, there are parts of it that are not that fun, but, if you're kind of trudging through your day, never feeling any joy or pleasure, there's something better out there for you. There's better work out there for you. And the reason that your anxiety is getting worse or you know the, the, the grumpiness is getting worse is because something is really trying to get your attention. There's something yeah. you have to do and the things that you enjoy are, are clues. I
0: love that. So, so allow for the breakdown, allow for the divine discontent, right? Instead of trying, yes. oh, I got to do more, do more, or just add, you know, we always want to yes. go out there and add stuff as opposed to, and or let it crumble. Right. That's yes. what I've been in. Like, all well, oh, yeah. right. Surrender. You just surrender to what is. So, well, I'm actually in the, the office I'm in is was grandpa's old bedroom. <laughs> <So Aww. laughs> it's, it's updated. You've seen the house. So, so, you know, yes. I'll grandma, grandma, grandpa. So anyway, Ah, it's so good to see you, honey! Oh my gosh! So, if you, you, want to you I love, I love your. It's been, it's so cool to just to see you, the work you're doing in the world. Because, you know, you, this was a Catholic family, and you chose hey. a different path, and you're doing the yoga thing, and and so for you to have the courage to say, I'm going to pursue that, um, and to have it turn out so well, and now it's one thing to have your own little practice but you're sharing it now. You're expressing your wisdom in the world and helping people. And I love reading your emails and following you on Instagram. And so oh, if, thank you. if people want to follow you or get your emails, where do they go for that? And it'll be in the show notes, but if they want to see that too. Perfect.
1: I'm on Instagram at Mary Margaret Skelly and my website is MaryMargaretskelly.com.
0: So simple. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> so I hope you have enjoyed this episode and you know, part of the love fest with me and my beautiful niece but <laughs> but you know it really helps me because I'm I have this view of this generation right and so to hear wow the 30s and 40s and maybe they still have some visibility issues we didn't we didn't clean it all the way yes. up yet so you and I still got work to do right and we, we do our
1: work we do. All And right. thank you for paving
0: the way oh happy to yeah I, I was called a whack job with from yeah. grandpa for many, many years
1: <laughs> You he and a of endearment.
0: Oh, we love grandpa absolutely. All right, so if you're watching this and have enjoyed it, like drop a drop a comment, let us know, and reach out to my Margaret. Get on her email list because she really does profile amazing women, and I love I love your Insta stuff. So it's great to connect with you. Peace and blessings. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. So each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot and I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings and I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.